Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. Awesome, man. That was amazing, amazing worship. And uh, golly, come on, give it up to God one more time. Can we, can we do that? Can we do that? Come on. That's good. That's good. Let him hear you this morning. We're joined all the way in, 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 uh, uh, from heaven this morning. You know, they're tuning in right now to what God is doing right here. They're interested in what God is doing. It's so amazing. And, uh, and we're just joining in with them. Um, and that's so good. And so, man, I'm just so excited to be here with you. Um, my name is Pastor Josh. I get to the privilege of pastoring this church, and, and I know that God's going to do some amazing things this morning. So just get ready for that. And I want to just tell you, like, up your expectation. Every time you come in to this place, just up your expectation for what God wants to do. Because, man, I was just, it was just blown away in worship this morning already. And so thank you, worship team, for that and uh, how you guys let God move through you. And thank you. Um, last week I was in South Carolina with my family. We got to have some good time there, but we missed being with you guys. But I know Isaiah brought an incredible word to you guys. And, and uh, this morning I want to talk about the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. And, and I heard this story this week, and it was really interesting to me. Um, right when the civil rights movement was getting ready to either be at its height with Martin Luther King Jr., and he was about either to, to get ready to just quit and go back to being a Baptist minister, or he was going to go full into the civil rights movement. And it was this, like, really, really weird time in his life because he was so discouraged. He had just gotten arrested for going 30 miles an hour in a 25-mile-per-hour speed limit zone. And, and he was at his, you know, he was down on himself. He was really discouraged. And one night he wakes up at about 12 o'clock at night, and he begins to go into his kitchen, and he begins to start reading his Bible. He begins to start asking the Lord just to, to go, okay, God, I'm just going to get in your presence. What do you have to say? And in about three hours, the Lord finally spoke to him. And he said this. He said, Martin, I'm with you. This is your destiny. This is your calling. And then he said, and lo, I'm with you all the way until the end. And lo, I'm with you all the way until the end. But here's the point of all of this. My biggest question today is, what if Martin Luther King Jr. had had an iPhone? You know what I'm saying? Because what do we do when we're down a lot of times in life? What do we do when we're depressed a lot of times in life? What do we do when we're discouraged a lot of times in life? Do we go into the Lord's presence? Do we go and get into the word of God? Do we go and go, okay, God, man, I just need a word from you right now? Or is the very moment that we start to get discouraged or down or depressed, we pick up that beautiful piece of iPhone material? And what do we begin to do? Scroll. What do we begin to do? Shop. What do we begin to do? Like. What do we begin to do? 
I wonder how many of us, the Lord has amazing things in store for your life, but you are too distracted to hear from him. We're too distracted to actually hear the Lord's voice. We're too distracted with with the social media. We're too distracted with television. We're too distracted with our problems. We're too distracted by all of these things. And the Lord is like, child, if you would just get with me, I would speak to you about your situation. I would give you a destiny. I would give you a calling. I would tell you that you are on the right track, just like I did with my son Martin back in the day when the world needed him the most. He had to listen to my voice. Because there was a dream that needed to get out. I wonder how many dreams are not getting out because we're settling for looking at our iPhones instead of settling from hearing from the voice of God. God wants us to get into his presence because he has gifts for us. He has destiny for us. He has dreams for us. I don't want to miss God's dream for my life. Because I'm distracted. I don't want to miss God's words for my marriage. I don't want to miss God's words for my son. I don't, I don't want to miss God's, God's words for my daughter. I want to miss God's words for this church. So I want us to think about this week, this Sunday, how can we begin to really get in God's presence? What does it mean? I want you to look at this first scripture that I have in Psalms chapter 84, verse 4. It says, What pleasure fills those who live every day in your temple, enjoying you as they worship in your presence? Pause in his presence. Those who live every day in your temple. Now, how this applies to us today is not that we have to come here to be in our temple because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. We are the temple of God. And every day, do we, what pleasure fills those? Some of you, you don't have joy. Some of you don't have pleasure just because you're not getting into the presence of the Lord. And sometimes we have to pause in his presence. You know what I loved about that worship set right there? It was kind of long sometimes. <laughs> it, was, it was a little long, and I loved it. And we got to that last song, and, and the Holy Spirit was just, like, working through Nora. It's so great up here, and it was so awesome, and, and, I, and it was just so cool. And, and, and you know what I don't think that Jesus ever was? I don't think he was ever hurried. Think about it. Lazarus is dead. It's okay. Four days later, I'll show up. Jesus, there is a storm going on right now, and you are asleep in the boat. Can you please? Okay, who's going to wake him up? John, you do it. You're his best friend. Peter, you're stupid. You do it. You're rash. You'll do it. Come on. I'm not waking him up. You kidding me? Jesus wasn't in a hurry. How much of our souls are in a hurry this morning? Some of the greatest work that God has been doing in me is I'm just like, I'm not in a hurry. I, I, I think one of the, the most amazing characteristics of Jesus, if we were to, like, get down and, and spend some time with him, is he'd be relaxed. Like, like, we come to him, we're like, Jesus, I got this problem, I got this problem, I got this problem, I got this problem. He's like, bro, just slow your roll for just a moment. Do you not know who is with you? Do you not know who's with you? 
would you just get into my presence and relax? Like the presence of the God of the universe, the Holy Spirit lives within you, child. Why are you in such a hurry? Why will you not just relax and rest in me? There's another scripture that I have for you this morning. Psalm chapter uh, 118, verse 20. It says, I have found the gateway to God, the pathway to his presence for all of his lovers. I have found the gateway to God. You know what the gateway to God is? Jesus Christ himself, his presence dwelling in you, us living our lives hidden in Christ Jesus. Dying to ourselves, I am crucified with Christ. No longer I live, yet he that liveth in me. He is the gateway to God's presence in your life. You see, this is what we need to know. When the Old Testament was written, the Old Testament was written about the, the, the Spirit of God came in visitation. There was an angel that would come down. This Holy Spirit would come down upon Elijah. The Holy Spirit would come down upon Elisha. The Holy Spirit would come down in bits and pieces, and it was a visitation. You were being visited by the Holy Spirit. You were being visited by the presence of God. But then when Jesus comes in, because this is good news, y'all, and Jesus dies on the cross, and Jesus takes our sin, and Jesus gives us access to the Father, and Jesus resurrects to a new life, and then he offers us that resurrection life, and he offers us full access to the Father whenever we want, and he offers us full permission to come into the Father's presence and ask him anything. He gives us 24-7 24-7 access to the Father through the Holy Spirit. And we are no longer a visitation people. We become a habitation people. But how many of us are still living in the Old Testament? How many of us are not entering into the fullness that God has for your life? You still believe that you've got to get into the presence of the Lord. I, don't, I think that's weird. I think it's weird to God to go, I've got to get into your presence, God. And he's like, what? why do you got to get into my presence, Colby? Like, I was in the car with you. Like, I'm always with you, child. Like, do you not understand? You are my habitation. Woo. See, 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 when I was growing up, my dad didn't live in my house because my parents got divorced. And I had visitation with my dad, right? And there were times when I would go and I would visit my dad and I would stay for the weekend. And, and, and then I would go home and, and I would be with my mom and, and all these other things. And, and that's how some of you are treating your relationship with God. Like he doesn't live in your house. This house. Like, he's not with you all the time, 24-7 a day. I got to go get in your presence. He's like, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> you did. You did. You're the one running from my presence. I'm always with you. Because I inhabit you. If you are found in Christ Jesus, if you are found in Christ Jesus, 
God sent Jesus for us to be a habitation of the Holy Spirit. Do you get that? Like we're to literally be the habitation of the Holy Spirit. Go to the next scripture. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. See, this is a visitation. Because David didn't have the habitation of the Holy Spirit. And so this is the way some of us view ourselves when we're in our Christianity, when we're in our relationship with God. I've got to sing my way into his presence. That's Old Testament. This is what the New Testament says. Go to the next verse. This, this, this is, yeah, right here, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14. We do this because we are convinced, somebody say convinced, that he who raised Jesus will raise us up with him, and together we will all be brought into his presence. So when Jesus raises us up with him, then that means that together we will all be brought into his presence all the time, guys. It could be all the time, 24-7. Ain't no party like a Holy Spirit party because a Holy Spirit party don't stop. Let me say that again. Ain't no party like a Holy Spirit party because a Holy Spirit party don't stop. There you go, you know. Somebody went to youth camp back in the day. Come on. But we can literally have that at all times. Go to the next scripture. New Testament. Here it is. Habitation. For you always have God's presence. Woo! Can we get any clearer? Can the Bible, what if we actually believe the Bible? Wow. What if we actually believed what the Bible says about us? What if you actually believe that you are now righteous, that you are now clean, that you are now pure, that you are now holy, that you are now in the presence of the Lord all the time? It says, for you always have God's presence, for hasn't he promised you, I will never leave you, never and I will not loosen my grip on your life. I will never leave you. Never. I will not loosen my grip on your life. Here's why. Because the way the Father sees you is the way that He sees His Son, Jesus. And who is always continuously in the presence of God? Jesus. He's at the right hand of the Father. Who is always continuously in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. They're three in one. And now the Holy Spirit indwells in us. We don't have to have a visitation mindset anymore when it comes to the presence of the Lord. Here's how this plays out in real life. There's sometimes when... You go, man, you know, I just need to get into God's presence. And you wake up and you don't feel it. Like you just don't feel the presence of the Lord. You're just like, I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to read my Bible. I'm trying to listen to worship music right now. I just do not feel the presence of the Lord. God, where are you? I know that you say that you're always there, but I don't feel you. And so because you don't feel it, then this is what you do. This is what I do too sometimes. I'm just like, well, he must not be there. He's left. Presence of the Lord left me. That's not true. Not according to Scripture. For you always have God's presence. You know what you need? You need faith. That's where faith comes in. 
That's where your faith is ignited. That's where you go, I don't feel your presence this morning when I woke up. I feel angry. I feel this way. I don't feel your presence, but I know you are with me. I have faith that you are with me because the Bible, your word says that you are always with me. That forever I am in your presence and forever I am in your grip, you will not lose my life. You will not let go of me. So even though I'm not feeling you right now, God, guess what? I have faith and I know that you're there. And then there's other times when you get into the presence of the Lord and you're just like, oh, it's manna from heaven. It's, it's like dripping, right? Like, my life is just dripping with the presence of the Lord. It is awesome. I could go and conquer any giant right now because I am so filled with God's presence. It is so amazing. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. And that's when you're just like, man, I'm blessed. (laughs) So you get into the Lord's presence and you have this blessed feeling. Or you have to get into the Lord's presence all the time. And you just have this faith presence. But either way, he's always there. So you're going to be igniting your faith by believing he's there with you when you don't feel him. Or you're just going to be so blessed and it's going to be such a bonus that he has never left you, child. Stop believing he has. Not according to the Bible. Because we are now the habitation. So the other day I was doing a project up in the boys' room. And uh, there's always a project up in my boys' room, by the way. And I was doing a project up there. And I was just like, Lord, I just want to spend time with you. I just want to spend time with you. And normally, sometimes I would turn on some music or I'd turn on a podcast or something like that. And and, and Lord's like, no, just me and you. I just want to be with you. And it was one of those times where I'm like, okay, I'm just obeying right now. And I didn't turn on any music. I didn't turn on anything. And I just did the project. And the Lord did not talk to me one time. For like an hour, it was just silence and me just doing the project. And then I get into the car, and I'm going to meet coffee, to, to, to meet somebody for coffee, and, and uh, normally I turn on the radio and put on some worship music or something else like that, and I was like, nope, just me and you. Clear this seat out for me. I want to sit down right beside you. Clear the seat out, and I'm just listening. I'm just quiet and nothing. I got home that night, and I started praying. I was like, God, what are you doing in that? So I just want to be with you. I didn't even really feel it. It doesn't matter. You had faith to believe that I was there, and I was. So guess what? Your faith was stretched today, Josh. It's pretty cool. But then there's been other times this week where I've gone into some meetings, and I'm, I'm going, because here's the thing. I, I, I want to, here's been a shift in my life. Used to, when I would be mentoring some men or some young men or, or whatever else in their life, they'd be telling me their problem, and I'd be like, oh, man, you need to do this and this and this and this and all this other stuff, and I come across like that sometimes. And, and, uh, and, and the Lord told me, um, why don't you stop focusing on this guy's problem and start presenting his promise? So if there's a guy that I'm meeting with, and this guy is, let's say he's dealing with certain addictions or something like that, 
It's really easy for you to see a problem in somebody's life, by the way. But here's why the Holy Spirit will reveal a problem to you in somebody's life. Not so that you can tell them about their problem, but so that you can then go, okay, what's their problem, but what's their promise for that problem? Because the promise is always greater than the problem. And if you appoint them to the promise and not just their problem, then you will see freedom happen in their life. But so many times as Christians, we just want to go, and especially as men in here, we just want to help fix their problem. So one of my mentors he was speaking at a church one time, and um, he was speaking at a church one time, and, 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 and he was praying over some people, and he was like prophesying over some people and speaking into their life. And the Lord told him that this man was pure, and this man was righteous, and this man was going to be this and this and this. And so he started speaking this, and the whole entire church was looking at this guy, speaking into this guy, this other guy, and he was like, dude, you're crazy. Like, that is not that man. We know that man. He's been verbally abusive to his kids. He's been verbally abusive to his wife. He's actually hit his wife a couple times. And there's no way that that is that same man. You got it wrong. He said, I'm telling you, that's what the Lord told me. And he said, if you would start claiming that over his life, I guarantee that the Lord wants to do something greater in his life. And he wants to claim his promise and not the problem. And so over the next year, that whole entire church. See, this is why we need a church, guys. Not just some place where you come on Sunday morning, but when you see somebody in that fresh group or in our church and they do have problems, because how many people know we got some problems in here? How many people know we got some promises to fulfill and to live that God wants us to live? But here's what it takes. You know what it took? It took some of those men in that church calling that other man every single week, once a week, and every time they saw him, they said, you're pure. Every time they saw him, they said, you're righteous. Every time they saw him, they said, this and this and this. They were claiming the promise over the problem. And then a year later, their marriage was completely restored. The guy comes back, and he's speaking at this church. And the wife comes up to him, and he's like, oh, she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you have no idea what you did, what you spoke over my husband. And then what you then put into action through the community of God's believers. It was so much greater than the problem. And now my husband is totally changed. Can you clap for God for that? Come on. That's awesome. Again, it takes you pausing in the Lord's presence to hear him speak a promise to you for somebody else. And then you begin to speak that promise into their life. How many people are just floating and setting in their problems all because we are so distracted and we're not really fully being the habitation of the Lord and hearing his voice and speaking promise over somebody. How many times do we come to a place like this and we just see people's problems? How many times have we went to a church and we've just seen their problems? Let me tell you, God doesn't want you to come into this place looking for problems. He wants you to come into this place looking for promises. And I guarantee if you would start coming into this place looking for promises over these seats, looking for promises over this stage, looking for promises over that kid's ministry, looking for promises over the coffee, looking for promises over the parking lot, looking for promises over every single aspect of this church, watch what happens to the problems.
the world, the culture around us is the one that always is talking about the problems. But you have been raised up. You are no longer conformed to the culture and the opinions and the ideas of the culture around you. So that means that you're not looking for problems. We know there's problems. We look for promise. Come on. We've got to pause in his presence. Here's what I want you to do. Hey, Nora, come, come up here just a second. I want you to pull a chair right up here. I want you to sit down right here. This is what happens sometimes. We get in, we, 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 we're like, okay, so how does this play out on a, on a day-to-day basis? Okay, first of all, you need to know you're always in God's presence. Somebody say always. Always. I want your mind to shift to go, I'm always in God's presence. I'm going to always have faith that he is there. Okay, so this is what happens sometimes. pretty heavy, huh? <laughs> we come to God, and we're getting in his presence, and, and we've got this big, heavy box. Like, we're like, okay, I, I'm in your presence right now. I know you're here, and I've got this big, heavy box. I want you to think about right now, close your eyes, I want you to think about, like, the biggest, like, thing in your life that you're struggling so hard just to give over to the Lord. And I want you to think about it, and I want you to think about this box. Because that's what this box is. That's what this box is. What's your big box? Here's what can happen when we begin to get into the presence of the Lord, and we acknowledge that we are the habitation of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary, all who are burdensome. I'll give you rest for my yoke. It's easy. The burden. It's light. We come and we go. I'm going to put this big box aside. I don't want it anymore. It's weighing me down. It's too heavy. Hey, God, what do you have in in exchange for me? He's like, oh, I got something good for you, child. I want to tell you something. The Lord always, he doesn't want anything but good for you. If the Bible's true, I have good plans for you, saith the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for a future, to give you a future and a hope. He's like, child, this is what you need. I can't wait to give it to you. You have no idea what's in there. If you were to open that thing up, it would be so many gifts for you because there would be so much promise that comes out of it. But guess what? It's light. It's easy. 
anything that you're carrying that's weighing you down like this, then you need to just go, okay, like I've got to give this up. I've got to exchange the heaviness of this. And Lord, I'm here. I know you're here. Even if I don't feel you right now, I know you're here. And you just stay in faith and then you wait. And then he comes in and he exchanges this big heavy box for rest and freedom and lightness. He gives you a gift just for you rather than burdens and all of this stuff that you were never meant to carry. Come on. Give it up for Jesus. He's good on that. Thank you, Nora. I want to end with the scripture in Psalms. I want the band to come back up. And I want you to begin to just bow your heads for a moment. And I want you just to acknowledge, acknowledge. One of my favorite worship songs is a song um, called Waiting Here for You. But then I realize, I'm like, why am I waiting here for you? Like, yeah, there's some things I need to wait on the Lord for, but I don't need to wait on his presence. Because according to what the cross did, I have access to his presence anytime. I am the habitation. I don't have to be visited by God. I am the habitation of God. I'm the habitation of the Holy Spirit. And it's a restful habitation. We live in a culture that says hustle. We live in a culture that says hurry. We live in a culture that is this and this and this. And that's not the way of Jesus. It's not. His way is rest. His way is lightness. His way is air. experienced that in my own soul so much. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're so weary. Maybe you're so burnt out. And you've settled for a visitation relationship with God, and today's the day that you go, no, 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 I'm, I'm switching. There's been a flip of the switch in my brain. And now I realize what the psalmist says, where can I go where you are not there? If I go up into the sky, you're there. If I go up into the mountains, you are there. If I go into the valleys, you're there. If I go into hell itself, you are still there. There's no place that I can go to ever leave the presence of the Lord. Paul then writes in the, and that was just a foreshadowing of the habitation that we've received as the Holy Spirit. Then Paul just writes in the New Testament, then what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Neither height nor depth, nor angels, nor demons, nor anything that could be against us. There is nothing that can separate you from my presence, child. Nothing. Stop believing there is. And receive the rest that you need for your weary soul. Receive this light 
box that I have for you. Rest in the habitation of me. Rest, child. You have nothing to prove. Let the Holy Spirit just speak this over to you, over your life right now. You have nothing to prove. You are loved, child. Rest in my presence. Let me speak wonders to you. Let me speak dreams to you. Let me speak destiny to you. But you've got to hear my voice. Let me speak promises for somebody else to you that you then go speak into their life. But you've got to get into my presence, child. You've got to acknowledge that it's already there. When we say I'm getting into your presence, we're just acknowledging that we're the ones that have left the room, not him. Come on. And so just repent of that for a moment. Say, I'm sorry I left the room. Forgive me for leaving the room. Forgive me for not living in the fullness. The New Testament is about fullness, guys. It's about wholeness. It's about everything that you could have, being alive and new and redeemed in Christ, sanctified, reconciled. The world needs to see fully alive Christians fully believing the truth of the New Testament and the gospel. Say, forgive me for settling for visitation when I can have habitation. So practically this week, I want to challenge you. Put a limit on your cell phone usage. Like I've literally put limits, time limits on my, my, that, that I can only do on social media. And then I gave my wife my phone. I said, put a password in it that I won't even know. And so if I go over that limit, I actually have to go to her. Or I got to hit that ignore the time limit thing, you know. And every time I hit the ignore the time limit thing, it just reminds me, hey, you're spending too much time on this. What would your life look like if you would literally turn your cell phone off for an hour a day? Just an hour. What if you did that? To hear the voice of God clearly without any distractions. What it would look like if you would just go outside and take a walk without a cell phone. What would it look like if you just opened up the Bible? What is it? What would it look like if you would just go, my soul needs this. My soul needs rest. My soul needs presence. 
way more than it does seeing the cat meme that's going around on Facebook right now or Instagram. Come on. Which is funny. Not saying that stuff's bad. But it is a distraction. It is a distraction. So I want to pray that the Holy Spirit right now would just give you Holy Spirit-filled ideas on how to really acknowledge that He's already there in your life. And that He wants to talk to you. Some people say, I've never heard the voice of God. He wants to talk to you. He has never not wanted to talk to his kid. Just think about it on the very practical level. If you have kids or if you think you're going to have kids one day, what type of relationship would you have if you never heard your father's voice or your dad's voice? Right? But there's been Christians who have been going to God for years and talking, 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 and never not once hearing his voice. That is not a relationship. It's just not. He's there. He will talk to you. He will talk to you. Open up your ears and hear it. Rest and hear it. Dad, I pray right now that you would be speaking to your kids of ways that they need to turn off the distractions. To get off the grid. To get rid of the consumerism. All the stuff. And begin to hear your voice. Because it's so important that they hear your voice for their life so they don't miss a destiny. Thank you that Martin Luther King Jr. heard your voice and then followed through on it so the dream could be attained. And so, God, I pray that. I pray that for Caleb. I pray that for Tara. I pray that for Jacob. I pray that for Sarah. I pray that for Colby. I pray that for so many people that's in here. I could go around the room and just say so many of your names. I pray that for Grayson. I pray that. Hunter, I pray that for all of these people. And so why don't you right now, before we get into um, the, the, the time of giving in just a moment, this is just important. Why don't you right now just turn to somebody, and, and, and if, 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 you're, if you're weird about it, then you don't got to do it. But I would just love for somebody to hear somebody else's voice to just pray for them today. Just pray for somebody. Pray encouragement over them. If you receive a, a word from the Lord, just speak that into their life, whatever that looks like. But just, just say their name. Just go, hey, what's your name? And, and, and if you don't mind, can I just pray for you? Um, it's not weird. It, there's so many cool things that you can do. Even if you don't, you're not even a believer to have somebody else just speak something that they're hearing from the Lord into your life possibly or just to encourage you. Man, that's awesome. So just go ahead and do that right now. Let's just take, let's just take two more minutes and just do that right now. Just go ahead and just do that. Just turn to somebody around you and just begin just to pray for them real quick. Just pray for them. Just pray for them. Encourage them. I don't want anybody to leave this.